0: Where
1: do we start? Let's start with, what were you telling me about today?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> what was I telling you about today, Al? El- um, a <laughs> little <was> an allergy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can't just, you can't just say something like that to me. Oh, just tell, I what thought were you, you talking about five minutes ago? I don't know. Oh my oh, God. That's an aggressive question. We spoke question. about this. We spoke about this. It's an aggressive
1: question. What are we going to talk about today?
0: Um... Is that really where we're going to start? Why not? I think it's hilarious. Okay. Well, you know what I think is hilarious. Huh. So, first of all, I what I was talking about to Al earlier today mm-hmm. was, I said, Al, you'll never <laughs> believe what I just watched. Uh-huh. And she said, what? Mm-hmm. And I said, the trailer for Hillbilly Elegy, starring Amy Adams and Glenn Close. My faves. Just kidding. And she said... <laughs> I what's said, hillbilly elegy? No, no. Actually, what I you said what was, what's say? an elegy? <laughs> what does elegy mean? <laughs> so, anyways, so that's where we, we apparently are going to start the conversation today about cancel culture, is that I'm canceling Al for not knowing mm-hmm.
1: what a eleg hillbilly
0: is. elegy is. I mean, not knowing what an elegy is, I think is understandable. Not but not knowing what a hillbilly elegy is is a little, you know... Mm-hmm you're canceled. I'm exposing you. Yeah.
1: Like I'm not I'm You haven't not done the line. reading. I haven't done the reading. You haven't done the reading. I haven't done the reading. But from this conversation I now know Hillbilly Elegy. In case there are some listeners out there who are like oh, okay.
0: <laughs> um is a book. First of all, an elegy <laughs> well, is okay. a sad poem. Sad it's poem. a very it's like ah oh, this person's life and it's very sad and it's very like Epic is the wrong word. English majors don't at me. I don't want to hear it. But like Mm -hmm. in scale, it's a very like... Oh, an elegy. So, it's Hillbilly Elegy, the title itself is evocative of a juxtaposition, perhaps the juxtaposition uh-huh. of uh-huh. a venture capitalist uh-huh. writing about Appalachia. Exactly. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. 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 that hey. might be the parallels that we see. It's a lived experience. Yeah. So...
1: <laughs> so what did you learn about Hillbilly Elegy? I learned Hillbilly Elegy is the title of the book by J.D. Vance, who is a venture capitalist who uses his brief encounter of living in appalachia and having family in appalachia living
0: in is a strong term
1: uh-huh exactly visiting right. his grandparents in 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 the rust belt town in ohio in a family from the hills of eastern Kentucky, she's reading from her phone as described MP4. by uh npr uh-huh. oh okay we we're referring to npr for well because this is where this conversation led me is the disgusting neoliberal wet dream that is Hillbilly Elegy. It's terrible. And also... Oh, can you read the
0: headline again? The headline was so terrible. Okay. Okay. You guys ready for this? The
1: headline and the... And the...
0: Yes. And the yes.
1: Hillbilly Elegy recalls a childhood where poverty was the family tradition. His new memoir, J.D. Vance, (laughs) details the social isolation poverty, and addiction that affect, afflicts poor white communities. So
0: here's the thing. Uh-huh. Far be it for me to say that there's not a uh-huh. need sure. for the voice of the poor white person, sure. the story of the poor white yeah. person. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think poor white Appalachians in particular, like that's a voice in a story that is genuinely underrepresented mm-hmm. mostly because the people who are even gesturing and telling those stories tend to be rich people. And it's like, they're weird fantasies about what that part of the country is like. And it's much like other weird fantasies that rich white people have about mm-hmm. communities that, that they're not part of is mm-hmm. like bizarre and not accurate. So for JD Vance to position himself as like of the mountains, I'm of the <laughs> speaking mountains. about the mountain. I'm a, hillbilly myself. He's a, I mean, again, not to say that you can't be born in Appalachian and become a venture capitalist, but everything about the way that his life is organized literally is around like this very specific narrative of capitalism. He went to Yale. He went to Yale. His wife, he clerked for, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. That's part of his world that he exists in. This is page. And he's not even really from Appalachia. No. And this
1: is page two of his book. Because they talk about, they read it out loud on Fresh Air. Terry Gross reads it out loud on Fresh Air. Gross. There is an ethnic component lurking in the background of my story in our race-conscious society. That's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Our vocabulary often extends no further than the color of someone's skin. Hyphen. Black people, Asians, white privilege. Period. Period
0: the three skin colors
1: yeah exactly exactly i may be white but i do not identify with the wasps of the northeast
0: also i love the the idea that not identifying with that experience of whiteness uh-huh. somehow means that you have like a different that it's a distinguishing factor in your way like mm-hmm. when has any such amount of nuance been applied to literally any of the other two racial categories mm-hmm. presented mm-hmm. by Mr. Vance in his <laughs> worldview. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be like, oh, I, may be, white, I but, may be white, but I'm not this kind of white. And so therefore everyone sit down and listen to my story of how my whiteness is actually an ethnic story. Right. But the ethnic story of my whiteness and also... Not of my whiteness, of my fantasy, of my grandparents' whiteness. Exactly. Of my
1: grandparents' whiteness.
0: Like... Not even your... Is there a term like stolen valor for... Basically. Class, like, for being like, I basically was this because I was around it. Mm-hmm. And Which therefore, is like,
1: I am that. Is that that sounds like something that is specific to white people? Stolen valor of class.
0: Oh no, I think everyone is capable of that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a certain. I think that's just rich people stuff. Of all, true of all rich people, of yeah. the three mm-hmm. flavors, it
1: always feels black people,
0: <laughs> Asians, and, and white, white privilege. I yes. think all three uh-huh. kinds participate in that. Yes.
1: Yeah, I guess. I think about it in the way that like it comes from white people overcompensating for the
0: fact that it's like you're white and you like this is your claim. (laughs) Yes, right. Yeah, just but I think it also is a a, like, I don't know. I think it's there's a way that the connotations of Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of Titanic, like the connotations Mm -hmm. of culture that come with, Mm -hmm. you know, working class. Oh, and their folksy ways of, you know, like, and how, and how uh-huh. earnest they are yeah. in their, <laughs> in their oh. intimacy and all these things that rich people don't do. You know what I mean? True. It's that Prince and the Pauper type shit yeah. where I think there is, like, a, I don't think that that's, I think there's a specific way that white people do it, but I don't think that's a specific to to no. whiteness. Yeah. I think that's just a, a, like, oh, I feel sad that I never had experiences of adversity to give me personality mm-hmm. what if i put one on what if i put one on what if i put one on and also then nobody can check me on my then i can be a venture capitalist and graduate from yale I can be and an no one can ever capitalist. call me a classist because actually what i am is an appalachian success story exactly. so this is the real offensive thing about hillbilly elegy offensive. is that the reason why this is being turned into a movie obviously mm-hmm. is because it caters to a particular desire Mm-hmm. to see this story play out in mm-hmm. the way that J.D. Vance is presenting it, which is yeah. bootstraps. Bootstraps. Poor people culture.
1: You go to Ohio State and then you go to Yale and then you, you, you go out to Yale. of Yale, And also that a Aww. lot of
0: his, I mean, uh-huh. as do we all to some degree, like he projects a lot of his personal experience into these grand generalizing sure. statements. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm like, that's the thing that we do mm-hmm. as people mm-hmm. in therapy. Mm-hmm. You did it in a book mm-hmm. in a way that now... So this book... Rose prone you people don't Terry know. Terry Gross is talking to for you those about of your you like Al who don't read. Of race, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, like I don't, what?
0: Yeah, and this was a huge part of the political conversation mm-hmm. when it came out in what twenty fifteen. I'm 2016? glad I don't read. It was around the last l- presidential election cycle. Yeah, uh-huh. and this book and this person was being touted as like you mm-hmm. know we want to understand the we the neoliberal establishment want to understand the white working class so that we can better connect with them so that we can, you know, oh. defeat the bad orange man. Yeah. And the narrative that J.D. Vance presents in Hillbilly Elegy is a very convenient one, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the economic anxiety argument. It's the, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, I, this is a, this is like a medium is the message question of, like, is it even possible for your memoir to get turned into a movie Starring Amy Adams and Glenn Close, if it doesn't in some way uh-huh. like benefit Amy Adams and Glenn Close. Well, yeah. Millionaires <laughs> yes. more broadly. Yeah, yeah. To use them as a stand-in for their people. Like the community that they belong uh, to. People of, of, wealth, of experience. wealth experience. Yeah. People of means. People yeah. of means. So in conclusion, this trailer is hilarious. Oh yeah, I didn't even Because watch they're the both doing this ridiculous poverty drag. Right. That's like, it would be jarring in any Mm -hmm. like cinematic context. Because again, the it's that, Oh God, I'm forgetting the director Spielberg. It could be. Remember, we drag decided there's only
1: three directors. What do you mean, we decided? I don't remember agreeing to anything. We, <laughs> I thought we were saying like, there's only three people who make all the movies. Oh, yes. Well, we observed.
0: We didn't agree. We just noticed that there's only three directors. <laughs> okay, everything. well, we noticed the same thing. <laughs> um, but this idea that like you can't make an anti-war movie because if you depict war, mm-hmm. it's always going to be sexy because the cinematic language of, of mm-hmm. the camera and how you depict it. It's always on some level... Glorified, even if yeah. you're trying to make it disgusting. Even yeah. in the disgustingness, it's like it's titillating. It's yeah. spectacle. Yeah. It's spectacle. And I mm-hmm. feel like it's similarly here, right? It's like how do you show a story about poverty that feels honest mm-hmm. using cinematic language? But especially how do you do that starring Amy Adams uh-huh. and Glenn, Glenn Close. Close? Two of the most glamorous actors. Corella DeVille. Literally, yes, <laughs> and her haircut is not dissimilar. Oh, like, no. oh, it's so upsetting, yeah. And it's upsetting because even if it was the best performances of their careers, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't wanna want to watch you well, do which, this. Right, I don't wanna want you to you do this. I don't this. want the best performance of your career to be this. I don't want this to exist,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't want this. I don't want this to exist. Oh, wow. So but good Lord, was it funny? It was yeah. very funny too. But surreal. I just, who is this for? I was like, who is this for? This is, mm-hmm. this is a, ostensibly supposed to be a story about like the extreme poverty mm-hmm. of like the poorest white people, mm-hmm. the white people that are so poor that other white people hate them. Like that. The really wow. poor white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, that's, that is like the, the, yeah. If I was going to say, what is the story? Of, uh-huh. Like, what's the quote unquote racial story uh-huh. of this region of the country uh-huh. that JD Vance is purporting to talk about? Like, that's uh-huh. the racial story. Is like, that's crazy. That as a black person, that's crazy to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so crazy
1: to me. Like, uh-huh. I mean, not to
0: be glib about it, but like the ways that 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 Appalachia has been left behind. Uh-huh. I'm like, whoa. Uh-huh. And they're white people. Yeah. Like, and why people treat them like that? That's crazy. Yeah. That doesn't happen. A lot of places does, yeah. <laughs> It really doesn't. You don't see it a lot. No. So I think it's remarkable. Mm-hmm. But then you watch this trailer and again, not to belabor the point, but Amy Adams is going close full stop. You can smudge all the dirt on your face. You want Amy Adams. Those baby blues are still, yeah. you know, there's, they're giving that red carpet uh-huh. blank, blank. She wants her Oscar. <laughs> She's gunning for it. She's going to get it. But then like the house they live in, mm-hmm. the kitchen, like dinner table that they eat, they living in all these places where I'm like, I haven't, I've been poor. Uh, I don't know if I've been the kind of poor that this book is ostensibly supposed to be about. Right. But even the kind of poor that I've been, mm-hmm. I was like, these people aren't poor. Like watching this trailer, none right. of these places look like poor people places. Right. They look like sets. Uh huh. Of like actually, like what a, what a person who is never, you know. Yeah, a
1: rich person thinks. <laughs> literally, anymore. right.
0: Thinks a poor person's house is like, uh-huh. or thinks a poor person's car is like, or think a poor person's dress is like. Uh huh. Comical. No idea. No idea. But hysterical considering. Uh-huh. But that's also, I was like, oh, it's so fun to look at this trailer of this fake poverty movie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. starring these glamorous actresses Mm -hmm, adapted mm -hmm. from this fake poverty book Uh written by a venture capitalist. I was just thinking about how this movie is coming out Mm -hmm.
1: and what movie won Best Picture last year.
0: Oh, you want me to actually answer that question? I don't know. Oh, Parasite. Oh, my right. <laughs> Parasite! Parasite! Parasite. Parasite. Yeah, par- but no one actually... The, well, there's a super cut somewhere of all uh, these rich people being uh-huh. like, I loved Parasite. I thought Parasite was so amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, Glenn Close named me Adam. Truly. I just really loved Parasite. Uh-huh. I think it's amazing for there to be so much more foreign film exposure mm-hmm. in the West these days. It's really amazing. Uh-huh. That's what that was. Yeah. I think it's so great that we have a subtitled film.
1: But, right, but also so wild to me that it did still win Best Picture.
0: That's what I'm saying though. That I was know. what pushed it over the edge. I know, but
1: just incredible.
0: It's- if they did that thing where which God God they might still do it, but where they take a perfectly good foreign language film and then just make it in English because <gasps> because fuck the original, that's why that version of that movie would never win an Oscar. Do you know what I mean? No. like the the American parasite would never just win an Oscar. To think
1: about it. Like what that would be. It would like. be so bad. Oh. It
0: would be so bad.
1: It would be. It would be satire it almost be in s- some kind of way. Well. Like it would have to be made I have to tell way. you something like, about the made original
0: made satire, the, no, satire. The original, original well, yes. Yes. Mean, satire. The original Harris. Well, yeah. But I mean, not in
1: that way, but like in the like, like you're saying, comical. Like almost like. Oh, like funny games. But yes. Like when. Yeah.
0: When Michael Haneke remade. Funny Games, which is originally in German. German, that's
1: what I was thinking about. The same director
0: made the American version, and he made it a shot-for-shot remake of his original, like a shot-for-shot, truly the exact same movie over again, but with just enough things different that it does read as a satire. It's like, you made this American, and you made it uniquely American. Yeah. The way that, that, what's his face? Michael Pitt? Is that his name? I'm not sure. The main guy Mm -hmm. plays that character. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is an American Mm-hmm. Movie. Mm-hmm. It's the quality of it, the unique sadism of it. Art, art. So, anyways, this episode's about cancel culture. Right? JD Vance is canceled. Been canceled. That's why you wanted to start with no. But I'm just saying. We're like almost twenty minutes into the recording, and now we're and we've arrived at the opening, which is JD cancel Vance culture. is canceled. Someone who wrote a book years ago.
1: Yeah. No, but uh, just cancel culture in general.
0: What do you think about cancel culture? <laughs> well, you decided that the most important bullet point was JD Vance is canceled, Al. So why don't we elaborate on that point? What does it mean to you?
1: Okay, I mean he's canceled because I don't care about JD Vance, and he's clearly a neoliberal asshat. I don't, I don't read his books. I don't want. I don't care for him, and.
0: I hope he has a bad life. First of all, Al. He's canceled. <laughs> like two and a half hours ago, uh-huh. I said the words hillbilly elegy to you. Uh-huh. And you said, what's an elegy? Okay, but I'm going to sit here and say, I don't read his books. <laughs> yes, Al. I know you don't read his books. Because his one book that he wrote, you never heard of before. <laughs> I heard of it. But I knew who he
1: was. Well, I, just, I just didn't know that was his, that was the book. But I did know who he was. And you'd and already I, canceled him. And i already canceled him. Which is, yeah, that's why I didn't know any more than that. I knew what I needed to know that he was canceled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was canceled because because he's a because he's a capitalist. He's a venture capitalist, and that's what cancellation means.
0: It means people you don't like. Al, <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-huh. No, I mean there is a a greater value set here of class. He's part of a he's a venture capitalist who encourages people to be venture capitalists and perpetuates anti-black ideas and neoliberal. So let me, let me yeah.
0: translate. Yeah. I think part of what you're saying here out is that the way that you are deploying cancel culture, yeah. one could almost say is like a punching up. Yeah. <laughs> you're punching yeah. up. You're canceling up. Yeah. Oh. You're saying this person on a structural level, yeah. not only has power, but wields it in a way that actually does harm. Yeah perpetuate systems of oppression. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore they are canceled. Yeah. Which in the scope of your power means I'm not going to engage with their stuff. Exactly. I'm going to do my best to tell people not to engage with their stuff. Right. With whatever ability I have to do. So yeah. Canceling down, shall we say, Canceling down is a totally different phenomenon. Yeah. And also I think is much more representative of the actual cancellations that happen Uh in the world that we exist in. Right. Right.
1: So, Oh, it just sounds so mean. Canceling down? Yeah. Well, it is mean. It is. Yeah. So that's appropriate. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so, what is canceling down?
0: I feel like, I mean, I leave room for the possibility of things changing. Yeah. I think the episode's going to be called Cancel Culture is OK. And I think that because of this iconic thing that happened on December 31st, 2019 uh shortly before midnight probably around what like 10 9:10 uh-huh. uh-huh um so i have a sister she is 12 mm-hmm. she's a zoomer mm-hmm. as they say uh she's wise beyond her years mm-hmm. and on new year's eve last year i called her on new year's eve yeah we're done. um <sighs> But I called her and I asked her basically, you know, do you have any words of wisdom for me and, and my friends who were all gathered here to celebrate New Year's Eve? And what she said I will never forget uh-huh. because it was so wise. It was so wise. She said cancel culture is okay. She yes. said sometimes cancel, cancel culture, culture is okay.
1: it's okay, yeah.
0: And I was speechless. Yeah. Out of the mouth of babes. Uh-huh. This, Twelve. I mean, at the time she was eleven. Eleven. 11 yeah incredible. i mean think about it the, the kids are all right the kids are all right They're a lot better than we are so cancel culture is okay yeah is the hot take of the episode yeah and i think before we go too much deeper with talking about our taxonomy of cancel culture yeah it behoove us to talk about what how that term is used because i think even what we're talking about right now this like Interpersonal way that people talk about canceling, right? Or even mm-hmm. I think about the even smaller ways to talk about canceling where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I went on a bad date with this person, they're canceled. Like, yeah, yeah. In like the truly most, uh-huh. you know, the... low stakes ways. Yeah. It's the, this word that's invaded our language, yeah. I think. Partially because we don't have a very developed language around boundaries as a culture. Yes,
1: and we have a uh, we have a fixation and cult- around persecution and theological
0: mm-hmm. judgment. Logic judgment. judgment. Mm-hmm. Have you been judged to be bad uh-huh. if you're bad? You're mm-hmm. excommunicated.
1: Yeah, and from a like kind of clinical standpoint, a very common theme in people who struggle with like thoughts that are obsessive or intrusive or distressing like persecution is a very common theme in this way that is like if we think of like all behavior as something that occurs on a spectrum it's like very interesting to me how there seems to be some kind of like core fear there that occurs in
0: most Absolutely. people i think if you if you think about humans mm-hmm. as organisms uh-huh. not to sound like a f- bucking nerd uh-huh. but uh-huh. like if you think of us as okay so we as living organisms yeah we've developed all of these strategies for living long enough to reproduce yeah that's like the name of the game yeah and humans are by evolutionary design yeah. social creatures mm-hmm. part of what it means to be a social creature meaning like our survival is dependent on our relationships with other humans yeah is that yeah it's it's evolutionary Evolutionarily advantageous to have a deep fear of social isolation. To want to be accepted. Yes. Yes. And also Mm -hmm. to want to cast out danger Uh from your community, your intimate Uh circle. Um, It's one of the Foucault. Just like Uh brackets, insert Foucault here, and brackets. You know what I mean? We have a social need for. I think on some level, Mm -hmm. feelings of justice, punishment, like, again, judgment, being able to understand people in a binary way is very satisfying, I think, to a core, like, Mm -hmm. reptile brain security concern. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of the reasons why to be in that kind of pleasure state where you are more open and intimate and vulnerable it requires a level of safety that allows you to like the, the part of your nervous system that helps you to, you know, be creative and intimate and vulnerable and and emotional Mm -hmm. specifically. It's not that it promotes those behaviors. Uh It's that it down regulates Uh your kind of like limbic system, Mm -hmm. like fear, you know, exactly. Avoidance response. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. what allows you to be in what wouldn't otherwise be a scary situation of vulnerability mm-hmm. and experience it as pleasurable because mm-hmm. there's a signal in your body saying like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, cool. everything's cool. Yeah. Cool vibes. Don't freak yeah, out. Yeah, yeah.
1: You've got the brakes.
0: Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So when it comes to talking about cancel culture specifically, I think one of the reasons why that word has trickled down into Mm -hmm. day-to-day language is again, personal stuff, we don't have language around boundaries. It's easier to talk about canceling people. Mm -hmm. It satisfies this like deep urge. Mm -hmm. Um, And in a lot of cases, it is the most sophisticated language to describe. It's the most commonly understood, I should say. Um, The most commonly understood, most applicable language to describe what, at least, what is intended to happen. Mm-hmm. I think, with the reality of the internet existing the way that it is, mm-hmm. that interpersonal "quote unquote" canceling can very quickly just turn into like bullying, like yeah. just regular brand bullying, harassment, doxing. Right. Right. It's like the the cancellation of this person, mm-hmm. the like socially agreed upon evilness of this person mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. that now mm-hmm. it's all fair game,
1: and a lot of our lives, or for many people, their lives have a public social element to it that almost everyone on
0: some level Uh has it like the in the era of social media on Uh some level you live your life in public yeah Mm -hmm. period period full stop yeah even if it's by proxy right you know what i mean right like yes. it ultimately at the end of the day, people around you are connected enough that you can, as short of running mm-hmm. off into the woods, which I've thought of doing many times, Right? there's not really a way to be completely divorced from uh-huh. that reality right. that like the threat of exposure technically looms over us all to right. varying degrees of threat or possibility. Uh-huh. And it's not to say that, listen, I'm not going to cry over Nazis getting docs. I'm not going to no. cry over, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Truly, in the name of we were talking, the public good, like uh, canceling up, <laughs> canceling up, yeah, canceling up, doxing up, right? I'm, but I, position, I of course, don't approve of or uh-huh. uh, promote any illegal behavior on this podcast. However, I'm saying, me personally, hypothetically, would not be mad about uh-huh, uh-huh. It. that's all I'm talking
1: about, right? Like, Christopher Columbus canceled. Yes. Like, in the most basic way.
0: Canceled. Canceled. That's absolutely canceling up. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck that guy.
1: But I think you, what you're saying, the piece of, like, how it gets used in interpersonal relationships is
0: what becomes confusing. Because then, then we're talking about canceling down. Like, let's, let's be realistic Mm -hmm. in the world that we exist in. Mm -hmm. If there is a tool for total social Mm excommunication, who's that tool going to be used against? Mm Mm-hmm realistically. Right. Mm-hmm. So like realistically. if we, if we're talking about the spectrum of interpersonal all the way up to like parasocial essentially, and we're right. talking about celebrity cancellation or public figure cancellation, right? which is cancel culture uh, does not exist. Right. Like there is a You're level of power that you can have or level uh-huh. of notoriety that you can have where cancel culture functionally does not exist uh-huh. because there will, there's a critical mass of uh-huh. people who are going to be permissive always of that is. behavior. Always, exactly. Always, always, yes. always. Yes. And the exceptions to that rule are the situations where people are are canceling down yeah so like my the thing that keeps me up at night Mm -hmm. is the fact that trigger warning very graphic situation but sean penn Mm. beat madonna with a baseball bat Mm -hmm. like that is a thing that we just in the world know happened don't care about no he still has a career yes he's a millionaire he's in movies (laughs) like
1: nothing even close to canceled. And then that comes back to like, okay, me, for example, as the consumer in this hypothetical, like at what point is it like every time you watch a Sean Penn movie, you are the reason why cancel?
0: You know what I mean? I think every time, every time I think every time. So I think in the case of Sean Penn in particular, every time you watch a Sean Penn movie, you are actively part of the reason why Sean Penn can get away with beating tying her, time her to a chair and beating her the baseball. Right. Way. So it's like, Does it matter if I watch a Sean Penn movie? Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's my answer. I think the answer is yes. Yeah. Because I think there, I think there is a difference between, for example, consuming the, like listening to David Bowie's music. Uh Uh-huh. Given the, well, yeah, we watched an incredible the- so allegations video this summer. Uh huh. That's what I'm saying. So uh, well, like but I think yeah. the distinction uh-huh. being uh-huh. that David Bowie is dead. Well, true. David Bowie no longer has a career. I uh-huh. think there is still an argument to be made about the social permissibility of like in 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 death. You know what I mean? Like yeah. recognizing an artist's output. And I think that's a more nuanced cultural conversation yeah. than the conversation of like Sean Penn is a person still walking around getting movies. But he still. He How movies. does he get a movie? That's the people, people watch his movies. Watching his movies. That's and, how. and
1: that's the part that is like, but also I do think at, at some level it feels so insurmountable, like you're saying. And I guess for me personally, like I can't even think of a Sean Penn movie right now, mm-hmm. but if I watched a movie, if I, if someone was like, oh, you should watch this movie, and I watch, and it was like, I don't, I don't even know if I know what Sean Penn looks like. Do I? Who is Sean Penn? Guys, I think I have to stop the recording.
0: <laughs> Al clearly has brain damage. <laughs> like, well, because I keep thinking about McDreamy an from allergy. *Anatomy*. I mean, they are not far not off. No, but they look a lot alike. Do they? They okay, do look a lot company. alike. You're but not like, but too where crazy. Is Sean, Penn yeah. from? Sean Penn? Did Sean?
1: Was he part? Is Sean Penn from *Fast Times*? No, who
0: is in fact? Oh, is that Sean Penn? I think that is Sean Penn. I just watched that, see? And I wow. didn't even know. See, that's what I'm saying. Oh I didn't God, realize. You shit,
1: you're canceled. But this is what I'm saying. You're
0: canceled.
1: Right, because I didn't know. But I did, but I didn't because I don't, like, that's not a thing that sits in my memory because I'm that disengaged from that media. But then when I engage with it, well, but but I'm
0: personally a very casual consumer. And I think that honestly, you being a casual conserver, conserver, and I was there for Shia LaBeouf. Like that's why I was there, but that's even worse. I think that perhaps you being a casual consumer of media actually makes you a really good case study or what's the word? weather vane sure like a measurement for which ways the wind blows uh yes uh because what was it? this was like earlier this year that i formally introduced you to azalea banks yeah azalea banks is one of the few people in recorded history who has ever been canceled yes azalea banks is truly a person who has has been experienced the reality of being
1: canceled
0: the professional consequences of having no one in her corner rizza lied on her like wow. the overwhelm. And so when I say formally introduced, when I first was playing mm-hmm. Azealia Banks around you, uh-huh. you were like, what is this? I was like, this is Zelia Banks. You're like, really? Yeah. And I remember you saying like the overwhelming, like the thing I know about Azealia Banks is that she's problematic. I haven't really heard her music. Like the, again, in the like measuring the way right. that the winds blow.
1: I remember being about like a summer before being really introduced to her music But it was in that context. It was in the context of someone who was a fan turning away from Azalea after something had happened. I loved her. But still it was like, like, here's my favorite. It's like kind of how I feel about Lana Del Rey, honestly. You
0: know what I mean? But here's the thing. Yeah, fuck Lana Del Rey. Yeah, fuck. She's Lana not Del Rey. a good musician, she, right, and she's not. She's she's not. She's been not canceled. even talented. She's not. And she, she's not. And been she canceled. should be. She's fucking stupid. Yeah. She yeah. says so many things that are just so I utterly reveal. And I think there's but, also a quality of her music that's always been utterly revealing on uh-huh. just a really rancid worldview. Mm-hmm. And she's not been canceled. No. But you're right, Azalea. In Banks. the way that Azalea Banks uh-huh. has been canceled. Yeah. You think about how uh-huh. talented yeah. Azalea Banks is. Incredible. Like the inspired everything
1: Beyoncé did. The things that
0: How's going to come for you? The
1: things um, that I, <laughs> Azalea I love Beyoncé, but like the I mean no, you're not wrong. Like, oh my god.
0: Everyone yeah. Yeah. is copying Azalea of yes, 10 years she ago. She was yes. She oh, invented everything. She invented everything. Everything your face does. As Banks Australia. was doing. Yeah. In the and when she was 19. Yes. Yep. So the gap between like I think about Mark Wahlberg. Uh-huh. Hate crime so but someone so hard that they went blind. See, and I didn't know that. He has a I career. Don't know that. He that's, has a career.
1: That's, that's terrifying to me. He has a career. It's terrifying to me that that exists in that way.
0: And this is what I'm saying, but it you know, you know, Azalea Banks is problematic, right? But I don't know. That's about the well, first her. thing that right. you know about exactly. Azalea Banks is exactly. that she's exactly. problematic. Yep. She runs her mouth. Yep. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and defend every single thing that Azalea Banks says. You know why? No, no, yeah. Because no one asks you to do that. Yeah. For any for other artist. Literally for anybody. The only artists the who get do? it even a little bit, I will yeah. say like Kanye and Chris Brown have gotten it more than, yeah, yeah. Sean Penn and Mark Wahlberg, but they don't get it the way that Azalea Banks gets it. Right. Like they don't get it the way that Monique gets it. And the way that black women get canceled. Usually Uh for things that they say. Yeah. Not things that they do. Yeah. Things that they say in the way that they said them. Mm Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile. Right. You have white men out here. Michael Phelps (laughs) Uh being described as a kid. By, like, uh-huh. news pundits uh-huh. <laughs> at, the, at his big age uh-huh. of, like, 30-whatever. Getting canceled
1: for smoking weed.
0: <laughs> and, again, this idea, this permissive yeah. attitude yeah. that ultimately has nothing to do with the thing that you actually did. And that's why I say, A of all, cancel culture doesn't exist. Right. Because it's not about, it's not this m- mythology of what cancel culture is, which is like, mm-hmm. oh, you do one thing wrong and then the mob comes after you. Right. That doesn't exist, does not exist. in the way that the people uh, who invoke no. that yeah. boogeyman yeah. are invo- like the things that they're trying to deflect by invoking it. Yeah. It's not happening to you. No, sir. It's actually not. It's happening not happening to you. To you. That's You're not happening fine. to you. You're going to yeah. be fine. Everything's yeah. okay. It's all right. Like uh-huh. you'll be able to uh-huh. come to the other side on this, whether or not you deserve it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think the ways that cancel culture quote unquote does happen in that scary, harmful way are like on some level, this professional sabotage that I'm talking about with black women, celebrities, Yeah, but also in that interpersonal mm-hmm. sphere, like when we're talking about this bullying, doxing, harassment. Um, So I love watching overly long video essays on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. a great way to pass the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, ContraPoints is an essayist who I have really appreciated. And mm-hmm. she has a really amazing, uh, her name is Natalie Wynn, but her, uh-huh. YouTube. YouTube is called Contrapoints, uh-huh. um, and she has a great essay, very long. I warn you, it's like a movie length, but it's very good on cancel cancel culture, basically, yeah. mm-hmm. um, or the idea of canceling uh-huh. something. And mm-hmm. I think she makes some really good points in that essay, kind of along the lines of what we're talking about here. That mm-hmm. cancel. Is a broad umbrella term mm-hmm. that describes actually a lot of different patterns. Mm-hmm. And that one pattern that that can often look like mm-hmm. is, you know, someone's tweets are dug up mm-hmm. or someone's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, something is clipped out of context, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. turned into an identity mm-hmm. label. Mm-hmm. This person said this thing, they are this thing. Mm-hmm. And then, because of the nature of social media, it can very rapidly become like the number one thing that you've heard about this person is that they are this thing. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you know who this person is, this has become their entire identity mm-hmm. because it has been socially decided upon mm-hmm. that, like, that is the identity that they're going to be branded with. And that obviously is a harmful social tool when deployed by minors right sorry to any minors who might be listening this mm-hmm. is marked 18 plus so mm-hmm. i'm telling your parents mm-hmm. um <laughs> but genuinely that like a lot of the more noxious aspects of online cancel culture at least that i've observed mm-hmm. really seem to be the combination <laughs> of not just like internet anonymity and all the evils that come with it but mm-hmm. the specific impact of Fourteen and fifteen-year-olds who should be on Tumblr,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> equipped with this huge lexicon of language yeah. and a lot of free time, yeah, engaging in discourse, yeah, all over the place, yeah. There... It gets pretty horrific. It does. There, when it was isolated to Tumblr, I think it was harder for things to like go viral on Tumblr in that way, or yeah. like get you know what I mean. Get I mean, sharing has just
1: continuously gotten easier and easier. Right. Media has become more and more geared like towards spreadable and sharing yeah. media, yeah that being more of the primary function. And also I think there's and just sharing the there's so
0: many different communities on Twitter that yeah, overlap. Mhm,
1: yes, they interact with each other. No, and you're right, like these young people and their brains simply
0: part of it. They're molding it's and normal. It's, it's normal to be black it's and white normal. In your thinking and it's normal it's to be wrong. wrong. Yeah, like yeah. again, sorry to any minors. It's also not, but also teenagers can be very
1: right. Exactly. Like we were saying earlier, the kids are all right, mm-hmm. you know, cancel you know the the insight that
0: Is still happening. It's developmentally appropriate. It's developmentally appropriate Uh for them to be testing things out, and part of testing things out means sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. And there's, I think, incredible insight that can come from young people, especially on these in the topic of social issues. And Mm especially thinking about what my experience was as a young mm-hmm. person on the internet. Absolutely. There are ways that adolescence and social media mm-hmm. is like genetically engineered in a lab to mm-hmm. be as potentially harmful as possible. Because I think there's a way that as a young person with a brain that is still developing impulse control, still developing like identity formation is still developing a lot of that stuff through opposition. Mm -hmm. It's still even learning and, and developing on a physiological level, the capacity to empathize with other people. It's like, yeah, of course you're going to get into crazy Arguments on the internet where you dig in your heels to a point that like two years from now, even like you're not even in adulthood weird about what six you months from said. now, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, yes. And back in the day, you were saying that on a forum that wasn't going to exist in a few uh-huh. years. Anyways.
1: That's the part that is the permanence. Now you're saying it on Twitter mm-hmm. with your face, with your face and you're young.
0: You don't know what you're or Maybe saying. not your face. Maybe your animal, anime profile. Though
1: picture. I am curious about like. If there is any impact of the use of technology on frontal lobe development, if like looking at a younger generation, like cohort effects, because this is a generation of people that is developing at critical periods with the introduction of technology at such a young age that I'm like, there is no way this is not, I mean, the thing is that after after a certain amount of time must,
0: I I feel like there's going to be some physiological shift. I was going to say, I feel like that's something that I'm certainly not going to say it's not worth. Yeah. into because like science, whatever. But I think on some level, yeah. I don't think, I think that the overall point that you're making of mm-hmm. like, this is clearly affecting mm-hmm. human development <laughs> mm-hmm. can be true. Even yeah. if our brains look exactly the same, but a lot of the behavioral things that we're mm-hmm. talking about are also a byproduct of Not to be again, a nerd or anything, but if you go with the conception of the human brain, that is like, there's, it's like a computer where there's like some base rules and then everything else is like responsive to input. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like, if you take the base rules of human development and add social media as the input, like Mm -hmm. this is what you get. Yeah. This is actually all very normal. Yeah. I feel like so much of my job as a wellness educator, specifically when it comes to mental and emotional health is telling people like, actually, pretty much everything you're describing is normal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a very small sliver of this like spectrum of things that we call mental illness Mm -hmm. that are actually dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's like, yeah, you're anxious because there are circumstances in your life that make sense for you to have anxiety about. Right. Exactly. Yes. That's another episode. Yeah. This episode is about cancel culture. Something people have anxiety about. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, do do that? Like, do you get, are you anxious about being canceled? Is that a thing you think about? As a therapist,
1: in my time of being a therapist, in, like, all my time, that is something that people think about. Persecution is a very serious thought. I just, like, the, the idea you also of to think about religious canceled co- in particular, culture, though, like, how like, it
0: maps onto it with, like, shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame.
1: It's something that, yeah, it's just the... I mean,
0: even the language of, like, excommunicating. It's just the language yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. of, yes, of shame, of fear of isolation. Right. But it's just the way it comes out.
0: Yeah. I think this idea, though, of like, because canceling implies not just this isolation or this rejection, but kind of Mm -hmm. this like, this like torches and pitchfork. You know what I mean? Like, this kind of wholesale, like, like teen media, like some of the teen drama shows.
1: That's definitely just like a heightened heightened, version of. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? Yes. Yeah. Like Gossip Girl series. Like, I don't think think that's Girl happens. No, but, like, things that represent this, like, f- fear of social rejection of, like, it's not real. Same thing, like, again, yeah, in cancel
0: culture. It's not. It's not real. It's not real. It's just the way that the, the fear projects. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. social rejection is a real phenomenon that happens. Yes, that's the real thing. But, yeah. But, again, mm-hmm. is it mm-hmm. canceling up or canceling down? Exactly. A lot of times I feel like in in real life quote Uh unquote Mm -hmm. canceling Mm -hmm. can be attributed to one of two things Mm -hmm. which is like either developmental Mm -hmm. slash like should be developmental but we live in a society Mm -hmm. stuff about boundaries you know what I mean Mm -hmm. where it's like this was a a, something went wrong in the communication pipeline here Uh that led to this canceling outcome Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. sad but Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. sometimes developmentally appropriate Mm -hmm. and on the other side the good version of canceling, which is, oh, this person has been exposed as an abuser and has mm-hmm. been, like, blacklisted by the community because mm-hmm. of things that they did. You know what I mean? Like, like, there's like, a
1: meaningful difference between that and you and a person are no longer in community with each other because you, of the way your boundaries are. Now that's what your new boundary is versus, like, that is very different.
0: Well, because we're talking about the, the mm-hmm. social aspect mm-hmm. of it. The mm-hmm. part that goes beyond... I mean, mm-hmm. look, we started this conversation at, like, J.D. Vance is canceled. J.D. Mm-hmm. Vance is obviously not, he's canceled. not canceled. He's still a oh. bajillionaire. Yeah. He's fine, and he's he fine. will continue to be yeah. fine. And no amount of either one of us saying he's canceled is going to do anything uh-huh. because we don't yeah. have the power to cancel him. No, we
1: don't. We can
0: sit here and try to cancel up all we want, but yeah. we don't have the structural... No, and and most people who would be inclined to cancel JD Vance do not have the structural power involved in what it would actually take to cancel it. Yeah. So, what is what cancel would it culture? Take to cancel JD Vance. And, is that going to be our first campaign? Should we sell merch? It would
1: have to be like a mouse. Cancel, revolution We'll get those little those little <laughs> rubber rubber, JD rubber JD bracelets,
0: and they'll uh-huh. say hashtag cancel JD Vance.
1: Oh, it's cute. That's cute. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> J.D. Vance. What if we could do it? What if we could do it? What if we could cancel J.D. Vance? Is that our organizing project for the winter? Yeah. No. May- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a very... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this, I'm so sorry, but <laughs> yeah. the label on this blueberries is Top Crop <laughs> and then it's just this like dancing blueberry, but it's, I think, top crop is very funny. Top crop. It's crop top, not top crop. All right, whatever. <laughs> I thought that was
0: funny. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> like
1: with the dancing blueberry. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, uh, uh.
1: Are you microdesign?
0: <laughs> no. Wow! I just have a sense of humor. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, we can post on Instagram. Let the people decide. if It's funny or not. <laughs> the poll. Did you laugh at this? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <no. laughs> <laughs> I'm we'll get to the that. bottom of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn. Damn. I'm gonna be revealed.
1: As a hoax. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. hmm Well... I am corny, but... But! I may be corny. I may be corny. But... Cancel culture. Joe Biden is
0: canceled. Yeah. But we can't cancel him. No. <laughs> like, again, I say, how do we do that? How do I do that? Not possible. Why is
1: it that the only time I supposedly have any impact on what Joe Biden does is if I vote for him? <laughs> like... uh-huh uh
0: Uh, no but yeah uh but you don't have any impact on what he does that's the whole point exactly you actually the whole point is that there's a gun to your head and you have to vote for him to prevent Mm -hmm. the apocalypse so you're not affecting his behavior right you're affecting nothing about him nothing he affects everything you affect nothing oh terrible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a miserable contract you've made Mm mm-hmm kind of reminds me of mother I watched Mother this week for the first time. Al's been doing this thing where she's watching a movie every day in the month of October. Mm-hmm. Did we watch a movie every day. Yeah, sure, it was the first day. I did not.
1: <gasps> I know. There are some days where I've watched two You're movies, canceled. though. I know. <laughs> Your kids. <laughs> there are some days where I've watched two movies. Um, okay. So, but that's not the same thing as watching a movie every not, day. It's not. so
0: you failed. I did that engage
1: that? with, um, Spooky Media. I did watch The Haunting of Blue. Blue uh. I know. I'm watching that. So I don't know. It's okay. But today I will watch a movie. But I did watch Mother. And um apparently it is about climate change. It's a huge allegory, metaphor, something for climate change, which whatever. I don't uh, climate change is canceled. I get it. But also, yeah, it wasn't I think people probably like jerked off of that movie a little bit. Ah. Sorry. But like it's a stupid movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Darren Aronofsky joint? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not bad, but it's not like...
0: No. Yeah. It's a little pedestrian. Yeah. hmm hmm It's a little everyone was Jesus in purgatory. Yeah. It was very chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of chaotic, mm-hmm. this episode has been about cancel culture. Yeah. It has been. Pretty extensively. A real thesis. Do you have anything else to say about it?
1: Um... Do you have anything else to say? I guess just... Encouraging people to read more about different types of communication to get more language so around Homer boundaries. Episode yeah, I mean, is to develop
0: your emotional yeah, vocabulary. Why not? Why not? I mean, around articulating boundaries. Labor, I'm a professional. I mean, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. And also, it's. I mean, yeah, because as we were sort of alluding to earlier, mm-hmm. it's like the reason why canceling as a concept uh-huh. has this overrepresentation in uh-huh. our society is yeah. because I think. There are a lot of situations that culminate in cancellation that probably could have had many, many steps in between the originating conflict and cancellation. Yeah. Yeah. That probably would have been more, not just like civil. Yeah. I don't think that's the goal necessarily, Uh but would have been more useful both to the person who person or peoples who Mm -hmm. felt harmed by whatever happened. And also in the interest of the, growth of the person who did the thing yeah but i don't think that's a thing that's really built into the structure of how twitter works you know what i mean there's um, not really a way to do that functionally or, the ways that we quote unquote rehabilitate people yeah. in our society the prison industrial are to, complex the car oh i would say to ignore what they did like i'm talking oh, that, about those like how did those rich how does Mark Wahlberg get to a place mm. in his career where you haven't heard the story of the horrific well, violence right. that he has done, right? right? Mm-hmm. Or if there's plenty of people listening to this who, haven't, who don't know about Sean Penn. Yeah. Or I'm trying to think of who else. Everyone. All of your right. faves. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: I forgot. Like, I, I mean, uh, Megan, D. Stallion just put out
0: that thing oh, in yeah. New York Times. Yeah. hmm Exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Like, What? I'm just thinking about how many people, like, effectively canceled Megan The Stallion over her getting shot in the foot, Right. Like, like huh? which I feel like is illustrative of exactly the thing that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, how is it in this situation uh-huh. that somehow it's been twisted so that Meg is the person being canceled when she was literally the person who was shot in her... Ugh. Huh? Uh-huh. So cancel culture does not exist no. in the way that it is alleged to exist. Yeah. The way that it actually exists currently uh-huh. suck.
1: Yeah.
0: As do most things. Because unfortunately these axes of power are corrupting influences on everything. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was, I can't remember what exactly triggered this line of thinking, but it was something about just being like, ah, oh, all of this language that mm-hmm. people have developed to talk about systems of power mm-hmm. that have now just been completely consumed and co-opted by those mm-hmm. very same systems of power. Hmm. It's so mm-hmm. annoying. Like the need to constantly be creating new language to try and outpace how quickly it gets current language is getting into- stolen. Mm-hmm. Like, especially someone who works in yeah trauma, uh-huh. wellness, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, anything adjacent to those fields. Yeah, ah, it's miserable. It is way. miserable. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like thinking about how in New York, for example, they started creating jobs that were NYPD therapists. And I was like, you have got to be like to <laughs> lady cops yeah. doing lean in. Uh, lean in, yeah, doing trauma stuff. Right. And that's the thing is like that's where all the these trauma grants go. They right. go to shit like that and right. stupid social services shit and doesn't actually go to the correcting anything
0: structurally. And so again, I say, how do you cancel something? No. How do you cancel? Something? You stop participating with it. That's the, only... That's the only way you abandon it. Strike, strike, yeah. strike.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now all comes full circle. And the, the way that you do have to interact with it because it, it you minimize that. Yeah. And you are intentional, mm-hmm. conscious in a society that is so chaotic and unintentional. and, focus on and, right yeah. on on white patriarchy yeah. it's like everywhere we really do live in a society we really do live in a society for now <laughs> for fucking for now
0: like it's all very it's again one of the reasons why i'm like this whole voter die again I'm not going to tell anybody that they should or should not vote. That is a personal decision. You make that vote on your, you make that vote. You make that choice on your <laughs> own. Yeah. You make that vote. Uh, no. Do whatever you want. What I will say is that I just think it's, it's how do you not feel overwhelmed with the ennui of like, this is what power I have to exercise mm-hmm. in these, in my material conditions is to participate in a fundamentally broken, intentionally designed to be fucked up system yeah it doesn't actually it's not actually democracy gestures mm-hmm. vaguely at democracy and that has no guarantee of actually being respected by mm-hmm. the entities that i claim to want to cancel yeah exactly cancel donald trump mm-hmm. by voting <laughs> good fucking luck
1: By voting, (laughs) (laughs) invest.
0: If that's the beginning Mm -hmm. and end of your game plan, I have bad news for you. You think you're going to defeat white supremacy and white nationalists and capitalism, Mm -hmm. heteropatriarchy, the bullshit? You think you're going to combat this bullshit by voting, and that's it? Uh huh. I have bad news for you. They're the ones who made up voting. They literally made it up. It's called up. the master's tools. Have you ever heard of them? <laughs> they actually can't dismantle the master's house. Right. They're not built to. They're not built to. That's why they're the master's tools. Yeah. Do you get it? Do you get it? Cancel the tools. What's not, what's not clicking? Cancel the tools. Cancel the tools. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel the tools. Bare hands. Uh-huh. Rip up the establishment. From the root. Board by board. Board
1: by board.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no true yeah yeah i'm not kidding like uh-huh. <laughs> i'm not it's not a joke that's not a joke well i do think that in, at least in my own personal life yeah. the term cancel really only has function as an ironic same term mm-hmm. i don't think that there's very many circumstances in my life where the word cancel is the most appropriate for the thing that i'm describing Doing or wanting to do or happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Unless again, I am kind of joking mm-hmm. or being ironic. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. Like, lana Del Rey is canceled. Mm-hmm. But doesn't but mean no, anything it doesn't for me to say it. that. No, right. And this yeah, is a yeah. thing I like to say. No. Because she is. Yeah, she is. And Alan's canceled for listening to her. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything either. No. But I do like to say it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm trying to move away from it. So. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get better as yeah. a person. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're in recovery. I'm
1: <laughs> in recovery. Alana stand recovery. Yeah. 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 What are Alana on called again? There's no, there's nothing like that. Martyrs. We made the martyrs, martyrs but not officially. Martyrs. Just
0: a ha-ha. Just a haha. Okay. Uh huh.
1: But I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there is one. So. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I guess. Thank you for listening. I guess. Thank you for listening. Don't, uh, yeah. <sighs> cancel culture is okay. Sometimes,
0: well, sometimes, cancel, sometimes culture. cancel culture is okay. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Is it? Tell us your thoughts. So you can <laughs> follow us on Instagram uh-huh. at lay Laybore. Basically just emotional labor with dots Mm -hmm. for every syllable. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then our email address for the time being is still emotional labor cast at gmail.com. But as soon as I finish setting up the website, Mm -hmm. which is currently down for construction, but it should be up soon. Uh, then our email will be at emotional labor.co, which will be exciting. Very professional, very professional um in the meantime yeah i guess i don't know send us a message on instagram yeah send, send the, sh- send the show to yeah, your friends yeah rate us review us yeah like and subscribe please <clears throat> we're trying help to get us. famous we want to go play an emoji fame and fortune so help us out please thank you cool <laughs> uh-huh bye